G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode is about something extremely feared, something that terrifies people. For me, that's a shark. But for a lot of people in fitness, it's the scale. Now, a lot of a lot of the times you'll think, oh, why is the scale scary? Why is the scale something that, you know, makes me have a really poor relationship with the idea of measuring my progress and where I'm at. But for whatever reason, the scale does really impact people quite negatively at times. And it can also be something that I think we use to probably over-validate our results. And, you know, we see the scale as, you know, if it's down, we feel so amazing. And if it's up, we feel so terrible. And, and the reality is it's not something that should really make or break how you feel and definitely shouldn't be too ne- negatively impacting on your confidence, your self-esteem, but it does. And so I just want to give some quick tips around the scale because firstly, what is the scale? The scale is just a tool to measure how much you weigh. That's it. So it doesn't measure your self-worth. It doesn't measure how good you look. It doesn't measure how confident you are. It just says, this is how much your total body mass is standing on this object. That's it. Okay. So just because of that data, that data doesn't necessarily tell you a whole lot. It just, again, it's just a tool to tell you how much you currently weigh. So often I'll post my clients and people I've worked with over the years and their weight, say for a woman, will actually go up, but she's leaner and she looks better. She has so much more glutes and shape to her physique and she has more curves and better abs, but she's actually had the scale go up and now my clients will often be like, oh my God, like I was so scared of the scale, but now I look even better with the scale going up. You know, a lot of times people think, how can I be, how can I weigh as little as possible? When often the reality, the reality is, is that to pr- improve your body composition, to add muscle mass and add shape to your physique, often it will mean the scale going up over time. So that's just something kind of to think about again. So we have this thing where it's always, how can I weigh as little as possible? And sure, at times you need to weigh less for certain things, but it's important to understand that using the scale is just a tool to measure one way of progression. Now, how much should you weigh and stuff like that shouldn't really matter too much in what we do if we're looking, trying to look better. And what I mean by that is there's not a specific weight that you have to be. You know, I love watching things like um, the UFC and they have weight classes. So they have to be a certain weight to compete in that weight class. But for the rest of us trying to just look and feel, look better, feel better and whatnot, we don't have to weigh a certain weight. It's there's no happiness or guaranteed happiness because you hit as a woman, say 60 kilos or something like that. Or I remember when I was a guy and I was trying to obviously I'm a guy. I remember when I was younger and I was trying to get jacked. I was like, if I could ever get hit 90 kilos, I'm going to feel so good. I'm going to be like so big and strong. But then I go to my head, I'm just going to eat as terribly as possible. And so I did this awful kind of dirty bulk and I hit 90 kilos, but it wasn't uh, 90 kilos of adding a lot of muscle mass. I just got a lot fatter at the time. But, you know, it was like, oh man, I hit 90 kilos, it's goal done. But 
I probably could have looked better and performed better at 86 kilos, 87 kilos. And likewise, often I find women especially kind of think, oh man, if I hit this certain weight, I'm going to feel so good about myself. All my problems are going to be solved. I'm going to be so happy. And then they hit that weight and they don't feel any better because that's the thing. Just hitting that weight doesn't guarantee you more confidence and self-esteem increases. And it doesn't mean, you know, you know, feel like a totally different person. It's just that you weigh a little bit less. Now, a few tips around the scale, and I really just want to kind of drill this in. Number one, your weight will fluctuate. It's normal, okay? It is really normal. But this is why if you're going to use the scale as a tool, try and weigh yourself daily, okay? And I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, the scale is terrifying and you're telling me to weigh myself daily. Well, yes, because when you weigh yourself daily, it's going to give you a bit more of an accurate reading as it's going to give you a bit more of a way to look at your weight fluctuations and realize, hey, the weight's gone up one day. But then if I weigh myself the next three days and it goes down, I realize it's just one day. I'm not this terrible person because my weight went up. And the more you use a scale, I think the more or the less impactful it will be on your mental health. And you'll start to see it more as a tool. Whereas if you use your scale just say once a week or once a month or something, the lead up to those that those days people get really a lot of anxiety. They think, oh my God, oh my God, the scale's coming on Monday and I've got to weigh myself and and all these things. Um, I remember, and here's a little story for you, is that when I was coaching people at a gym probably seven years ago, eight years ago, and the gym was really known for great, um, was known for great transformations. And, you know, I was where I was obsessed with my getting great transformations, but I would weigh myself, my clients, sorry, once a week. And... My clients, they knew at the time I'd put a lot on their scale. Like, are they going down? I'd be really, really happy if that would go down. And what I didn't realize was that some clients, because, you know, we had a great relationship, they wanted to make me happy. What they'll do on the day that they were going to weigh themselves, they just wouldn't drink water or they would really under eat because they didn't want to um, have the weight go up and then kind of feel like they're letting me down. And so here they were dropping on the scale, but they weren't doing it in a healthy way and they were doing it in a way just to make the scale result look better than they probably were progressing. And obviously that's not what we want at all. I just want my clients to be progressing. And that's the thing. Some weeks the scale won't even drop even when you do everything correct. So my big tip guys with the scale is use it as a tool. And when you weigh yourself, try and weigh yourself first thing in the morning, after you go to the bathroom, before you eat a meal, naked guys so yes get your clothes off not being wearing shoes and clothes and stuff like that so that means obviously don't go be naked in the middle of the gym weighing yourself ideally have a scale at your home so having a scale at your home is really beneficial because again you're going to be able to weigh yourself first thing in the morning naked after using the bathroom and you can be really consistent with it okay so do this each day and all of a sudden i guarantee you you're going to start feeling like the scale is not as terrible. This 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 scary scary thing. Okay, so the other thing I really want to talk about is those weight fluctuations. And I often my clients will fill out their biofeedback form. So in that biofeedback form, in that in sorry, there was a car alarm going off at next door. Good times. Um, in that biofeedback form. I have them enter their weight in each day. And 
every single client, every single week will have big fluctuations. Some days I'll be down a kilo and then a kilo and then they'll go up two kilos. And they get... But the main thing I look for is the trends over time. Do, are they trending in the right direction over the week or the fortnight and three weeks and month and stuff like that? And this is why, you know, when you start to look at it like that, you can really get a bit more accurate reading of how your client is making progress or for yourself, obviously, how you're making progress and you stop feeling so terrible because let's say you weighed yourself on a, on a once a week on a Monday and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, your weight was actually down. And then for whatever reason on Monday, your weight went up and then you weigh yourself the day you do weigh yourself, it's up. You feel terrible. But in reality, the weight was actually really down the days before. And then probably the next day, the weight will be down again. So just by only doing it one day a week, you might not get the full picture and not as much clarity on actually how well you're doing. Now, with the weight fluctuating, why does it happen? Well, it can be a variety of reasons. So things like stress can impact the scale because you often, when stressed, on both ends of the spectrum, some people when they're stressed um, will have more water retention, so they retain more fluid. Some people when they're really stressed have less of an appetite and don't eat, so they're actually consuming far less foods. Um, Obviously, things like when you have your period, that will really impact the scale. Um, And then also foods when you change up your diet so let's say you're really consistent with your food and all of a sudden you have a bit more of a flexible dieting approach and you have a food that even though it fits into your same calorie budget is higher in say sodium the next day your scale weight might be up so you'll be like wow like i don't get what i did wrong i'm being here my calories my macros spot on and my weight went up but you might have just changed something in your food i remember when i was with um lauren in america doing a comp prep um, and her scale weight went up even though she was hitting a low calories and we're trying to think what it was. And then we realized that the foods that she'd been eating, obviously we'd been traveling in America and even though we're hitting calories and macros, she was having a lot more foods higher in sodium. And that's what was then leading to the scale going up quite a lot. As soon as we kind of fixed that, the scale went back down very quickly. Likewise, obviously carbohydrates. Now, carbohydrates are one of those things that really plays with people's minds and and their scale results. So let's just do a really basic understanding of carbohydrates. So carbs, when you eat carbohydrates, you eat them and they then enter your bloodstream as glucose. So carbohydrates, you eat them, they enter your bloodstream and become glucose. So with that glucose, it then can obviously be used as fuel in your bloodstream if you're using those carbohydrates, or you store your glucose in your muscle cells. So when we store the glucose, the carbohydrates in our muscle cells, it gets stored as what we call muscle glycogen. Now, muscle glycogen, when it gets stored into our muscle cells, that glycogen also pulls more water into your muscle cells. This is not a good this is not a bad thing. Having um, carbohydrates in your muscles, glycogen, with pulling water in, actually makes you look more pumped, more, looks more tight and full. You know, so you actually want this if you want to look filled up. That's why when often you go super low carb, you feel really flat and your muscles look really soft. Because think of think of your muscles, think of your muscles like a water balloon. Okay, so you know when a water balloon, you put a lot of water in it and it fills up that water balloon gets super hard. 
just like when you have carbohydrates and put water into your muscles, it fills up and they get hard. Or if you take all the water out of the water balloon, then all that, what is it, plasticky, rubbery stuff gets really soft and flat and shriveled and loose. That's kind of like when you take out all the, the fluid out of your muscles and you take carbohydrates out. So point is, is that if you're, let's say you're eating 2000 calories a day and you're in a deficit and a coach has you doing keto and you're eating 2000 calories and then you come and hire me, smart decision. And I say, all right, well, you don't need to be on keto. Let's put you on 2000 calories because the calories are fine, but let's have carbohydrates in your diet. And I put carbohydrates in your diet the next week the scale might go up one to two kilos. And then you're probably thinking, fuck, Mark sucks. And it's like, no, I don't suck. Well, not too much. But the only thing that's changed is you're still in a calorie deficit. You're still losing body fat. It's just that now by reintroducing carbohydrates into your diet, guess what's happened? You're storing more water within your muscle cells. This is not body fat. This is just going to mean, though, the scale will go up. Not a bad thing. This is actually a good thing for actually performing better and probably losing weight more successfully because you're having carbohydrates to help you with your training performance. But short term, the scale will go up. Likewise, you often see a lot of morons in the industry be like, oh, if you're not losing, just cut all your carbs and keep your calories the same. Well, yes, you'll lose weight on the scale. If I said, all right, cut out all your carbs and just eat fats instead, you'll lose on the scale. In the next two to three days, a couple of kilos. That doesn't mean you've actually lost any body fat. You're just losing that muscle glycogen, which gets used up, and then also that water that comes with the muscle glycogen. Again, this does not mean you've lost more body fat. It just means you've lost some weight on the scale from fluid shifts. Then obviously, as I said before, the period really impacts the scale. So I know of all my clients, basically... Every kind of fourth week or so, when they do their check-in, the scale is going to be a little skewed. So I kind of just see every kind of fourth week as a a bit of a write-off for the scale. But what happens is, let's say they're losing half a kilo, one kilo every week, 10 days. On that fourth week, they all often go up one and a half, two kilos. It's like, okay, I know this. But I then also know that they've been doing everything correctly and what, what is one of the good things with then when they have their period? You know that the next week when they stop having their period, fluid will be lost. They'll lose some of that bloating, that water retention. And then the next week is always a really good week on the scale. So it's just one of those things you know. And if you understand this, then it's not this, oh, my God, they put on all this weight. It's No, it's just being a human. And we know the scale will fluctuate due to these hormonal fluctuations, these um food fluctuations with macronutrients and sodiums and stuff like that. Point is, guys, it's normal for the scale to fluctuate. But you shouldn't let this derail you from using the scale as a tool because it can be a very useful tool. It has its place. But my big advice, guys, is if you don't want to use the scale, that's okay. You can use something like girth measurements using things like a um, tape measure and doing your waist and hip can be a good starting point. Or if you do use the scale, use it as, see it just as a tool, but be consistent with it. Try to weigh yourself daily. As I said, first thing in the morning, 
empty stomach after you've gone to the bathroom and be consistent with it and write your weight down each day. And you'll be surprised when you actually look at the, the averages that yes, it will trend down, it will trend up. But ideally over the course of a few weeks, you'll see it just trend down and down and down. And once you see this, all of a sudden those um, days where it really goes up, you're going to find them less impactful on your mental health because you understand, okay, cool. I get it. It's not the end of the world. Okay. So that's why be consistent with it. And it's going to let you probably get through those tough periods and not see it as such a terrifying um, part of trying of trying to lose weight. And again, as cliche as it kind of sounds, guys, and I know you'll hear this everywhere from every kind of generic influencer kind of just saying stuff, but it really is true that, you know, your, your self-worth is not how much you weigh. And I can tell you, I can guarantee you that there'll be times when you'll think, hey, if I'm X weight, I'm going to be so happy. And sometimes you get there and you're not. But likewise, sometimes you'll actually be even happier on more weight than you think. And if you're not too obsessed with kind of a scale number, it'll often leave you um, with more options and feel like, you know what, I don't need to be in a certain number to be happy. I can just be in a position where I look good, I feel good, I'm happy, I'm confident. And that might often be in a higher weight than you realize or kind of first thought. So guys, I hope that is a bit of use for you. I know a lot of you are dieting and so many people who use my methods know I like the scale. I like all these different things to assess progress. Because again, the more data I have my clients, the more I can make educated decisions. So just see this as a tool to collect data. All right, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this um, podcast. Please, if you did and you found it useful, please share it to your audience on social media. When you do, it helps so much and tell your friends about it. And if you have not yet, please follow the podcast, whether it's Spotify, um, Apple, and make sure you leave a five-star rating and a little maybe review. It would help tremendously. All right, thanks, guys.